0: And welcome to Football Scotland Daily, the podcast that brings you all the big news, analysis and debate Monday to Friday, just in time for your daily commute I'm Johnny McFarlane and joining me today is Andy Newport of the Press Association Welcome Andy Hello, thank you And Jules Captain Howdy Boyle, that's his Twitter handle, how are you doing Jules? Alright mate, good So, what we're we talking about today, well on the agenda is Who has a bigger rebuild, Celtic or Rangers? Charlie Adam thinks it's Celtic. We're going to discuss that. We're going to have a look at Dundee United's clash against St Mirren on Thursday night at Tanadice. And finally, we're going to have a look at some of the transfer news from today. So, we're going to start with this uh, situation that Charlie Adam's built up. It's uh, certainly a situation if you look at our Twitter feed, because people aren't that happy. (laughs) Andy, do you agree with Charlie that Celtic have a bigger rebuild than Rangers?
1: I certainly think there's probably more unknowns currently for Celtic than there are for Rangers um, over the last few weeks Steven Gerrard's been able to put in a, a spine of his team he's got a framework that's that's working um, I think Sunday's game there will have only reconfirmed to him that uh, the sort of players that he had out against Celtic is the, the way he should be looking rather than the team that he, he named against Kelly uh, and Sunday um, so I think he's got a definitely an idea in his head of where he's he's wanting to take the team but his Celtic things are you know naturally just because of the fact they don't have a a permanent manager in place there's probably more question marks over spots in their team than, than Rangers have uh, at the minute in terms of you know it's arguably Celtic need perhaps certainly a new right back set a centre back or two need to replace yeah. Boyata yeah yeah and he's even argu- an argument to be made over the goalkeeper um, what happens with Brown next year? Is he going to be able to play another sort of 40, 50 games? Um, is you know Edwards had a, a, an okay season, I would say, but again, fitness issues, his ability to turn up every week to do it. When you know, does he, does he always look interested at times? I think that's a, a question you can ask of him. So you know there's probably just the, the fact that Celtic don't have a permanent manager in place means that. It's not so much a bigger rebuild, but there's more question marks, definitely, for them to have to come up and
0: provide answers for over the next few months. Jules, Celtic's rebuilding will have to be done around the periphery. And what I mean about that is, if you look at the core of their squad, if you look at Scott Bain, you look at Adyar Brown, uh, Callum McGregor, Edward... Tierney Forrest... It's not too bad. It's all right, um, yeah. But around the periphery, maybe right wing, as Andy says, right back. They've they've lost out on a big centre-back in terms of Bayata. There is a bit of work to be done.
2: Of course there is. I mean, it's very rare you're going to get a team that's not going to need work done um, going into the summer. I think there's a bit sort of a narrative because Rangers are bringing in these players and they're doing this and that. And it's this rebuilds needing done. Right back for sure. Probably two, to be honest. If you get, if, if Lustig goes, you're going to need two. And they're going to need both of them to be as good as Lustig is and Lustig maybe I think is better off, you know, maybe on the bench and be able to do that. But you look at the right backs. Replacing by at centre back, yep. You know, you've got Jozo, you've got um Big Ayer as well, which you know what I mean? So you've got two capable players there. Left back, maybe left back cover, not necessarily a creative midfielder, maybe You've got there's Marvin n-
0: Comper in there. We do he have Marvin Com-
2: he can come in, he can come in, <laughs> he, can, he can drive the bus any day he wants. Um I don't think there's that huge a, a rebuild needed at all. There really isn't. There's what's happening is you look at all the injuries Celtic have had over this season, and I keep going up this because it's not said enough. They've been ravaged, absolutely ravaged. They lost their best. Do you think they've been overtrained, Jules? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I overtrained. That's uh, the one that's doing it. That was overtrained and over something. There's, oh, it's just somebody's overtweeted, I think. Um, <laughs> it's just nonsense. I don't th- I don't think there's this rebuild that is necessary at all. Um, as you say, there's tons. Their, their, their whole spine, not even their spine, most of their team is there and settled. They have been very unlucky with injuries. They've been unlucky that. You know, uh, Dembele was sold, and Griffiths uh, he had to go away as well. Do you know what I mean? So that that's going to take a serious dent We could they, they they could certainly do it with um, a striker, for example, to back up Edward for the
0: start. Take it on board completely, Jules. But given that they don't have a manager, they don't know who this next guy is going to be. It might mm-hmm. be Neil Lennon, it might not. But someone might come in and say, Callum McGregor, don't really fancy him. They might come in and say, and Cham, don't mm-hmm. really fancy him. Want to go for a more direct style perhaps if it's Neil Lennon he'll be the man to do that (laughs) now if that's the case then you've got a a kind of profile of a player there under Brendan Rogers Mm -hmm. that fits Brendan Rogers style of play so isn't it essential that Celtic look to get someone in that will try to continue that because that's what they've yeah, got.
2: That's what they've got. They've got a Brendan Rodgers team, and
0: I think you, you can see. But I think
2: you can see as well though how it's, 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 it's struggled to go over the line. I mean it's struggled to keep? You know, it's not how Neil Lennon likes to play football, and he's got a team that play a certain way. And there's debates whether that's been a, a bone of contention for them. Um, I think if any manager is going to come in, it's not Neil Lennon. It's not going to be something cheap. It's not going to be, you know, some. Guy off Scotland coming like that with something like that is going to be someone with a prestige manager to follow Brendan Rodgers because I think that's what the fans are kind of expecting. Um, and he's going to come in with you know the old favourite war chest, do you know what I mean? And if he doesn't fancy those players, there'll be money available to him to replace them. And if he doesn't fancy Callum McGregor, God knows why, but he might that's a lot of money going back at the, the, the kitty as well. Do you know
0: what I, mean? I don't think it's really going to be an issue because you've written an article about that today, Andy. Have, in terms of Rangers. Um, we've seen a slow but steady build of uh, quality in terms of their performance and consistency in their performances till right towards the end of the season. I would argue that that performance against Celtic, Ibrox, completely dominant, the best performance under Steven Gerrard. But one of the things that we've been talking about uh, in the past when we've been on podcast together is the fact that they struggle against teams like your Marnix, who they got two points out of 12 against this season, like Aberdeen, teams that packed their defences and that are stubborn where do you think Steven Gerrard needs to uh, address... How, how does Steven Gerrard address that? What kind of player does he need? Is it this number 10 or is it more a case of just quality in key areas? Yeah, I think the second part that you say is probably more the
1: um what he'll be looking to, to bring. in. I mean, I think from the game at Parkhead where he implements this style, gets Arfield, gets uh, Kandias or Kent closer into Defoe where obviously has been out I think that gives you an indication of the way he wants to play he wants to get guys in around his his centre forwards and and not have when it was Morelos up there so isolated Uh, Morelos could do it because he's so good at pinning down players but if he's going to be away in the summer he's identified a game plan for next season that involves basically just making sure that the team is is more he plays more tightly together Um, I think the big thing I suppose for both teams over the, the summer will be not so much what rebuilding job it's just who they can get out because both teams have, have just carried a lot of deadwood. I mean, you know, I mm-hmm. think Gerard says he doesn't see it being a, a huge sort of turnaround another sort of sway of changes in summer, but you know, there's a, probably 10, 15 guys in that Ranger squad that, that could easily be emptied and. And not be sort of missed too much next season. It's probably similar with Celtic. I mean, you know, with Celtic's wage budget, £59 million, and there's probably a good 15, 20 million of that that basically doesn't see any game time at all. I mean, so the scope for both teams, if they can get these guys off the wage bill, to reinvest it and reinvest it in better quality players. I think that's what certainly Rangers will be looking to do. You know, can they get somebody better in than Condé's who gives you maybe that same work? What rate that he gives you but gives you a wee bit better final quality? Can they get another left back in him? You know, such high hopes for Barisic, but mentally just doesn't seem seem to be up to the task of either playing for a club the size of Rangers or in a league as physical as Scotland. Um, you know they, they probably need to br- bring in another goalkeeper backup for McGregor, uh, and then the, the the big the big scenario is the striker. You know can, can they get somebody who's they're going to go with the four next year and hope that has experience holds out his legs hold out or are they going to
0: try and get somebody in who's going to take over Morelos if he does depart well do you think he will go Andy because that's the sort of uh, the feeling in the air isn't it we don't have anything concrete but there's just a a general mood music that Morelos probably going to be on his way well, I asked Gerard
1: after the game on Sunday and he basically said well we've had one bid so far and it was for 3 million euro <laughs> which was a ritz I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. It's not <laughs> it's not quite the Dembele dollars that uh, Stuart Robertson was hoping for Um no, I think he will go if they get an offer. But it comes down to who. Is people going? Are people going to make a, an offer for a guy who's at the level Rangers are looking for? That's been sent off five times this season. Thirty goals is great, yeah. But how many of them have been in the real big games? Rapid Vienna, at home, couple against Aberdeen. But beyond that, you're not really looking at too many in the big major games. I mean, was that ten or from games he played in
2: total? No goals. So. Um, you scored the same amount of goals in those games as me <laughs> well, there you go I'm me as well so exactly. we're in good company exactly so um,
1: that's, the, that's the, going to be the, the big decision factor for, for clubs whether it be down south or perhaps Spain France a guy here is a proven goal scorer
0: but not really when it comes to the crunch we've got uh, an article asking fans to say what they think his value is uh, it's just gone up today and the average value which I think is there or thereabouts is about 9 million on Football Scotland what, what would you put his price as Andy where, where do you think Rangers will start the bidding
1: what do you think Rangers will be looking for yes. I don't think Rangers will sell for less than 15, 13, 14, 15 somewhere in that bracket um, I don't think Well, I mean that's I think if you're talking clubs down south yeah, I think readers have every right to, to sit and go, well, if you're spending that sort of money on guys that are like teenagers, I mean, what did um, Solanke go for when he joined Bournemouth? 19, 19 million, yeah. Well, there you go, a guy who basically hardly kicked a ball in first team football. So you've yeah. got a guy here who's scored 30 goals. You know, you can, I think, well, within your rights to be claiming that, but I think, you know, I think Stuart Robinson was quoted saying that they wanted to get in towards what. Um, they went for, I think they've got no chance of that because in the day he scored all from goals, he scored goals in the Champions League, Man City, PSG. Uh, that's the difference.
0: And the disciplinary record duels as well, obviously vastly different. And Hugely. I think even Rangers fans, while they defended Morelos to a certain point now accept that it's been a serious issue this season.
2: Yeah, and undeniable. Und- 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 I think I think every time he's getting sent off, especially when there's so much attention on it and so many folks are saying this, this, this is this an issue, then he does it again and does it again. Even uh, last week was the was it the, the the last of the killer game and he does the birdie song bit bit and you know, I'm fine with players doing that and he's not the ozen fans, that's fine. But then you saw later on when the ref pulled out his card, he walked back to him and applauded the ref.
1: He thought he had a couple of wee ah, nibbles at play already, ball in the first half and that already, He literally like, cannot help himself. I mean, didn't. You
2: know, I mean and he yeah. should he should have been off off imagine he gets set off again for <laughs> that for applauding the ref. It's it's you know it would oh, have been the
1: least surprising thing you've ever it, seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: all the stories ready there at the six red boom but you're just like you can't keep doing it and I'm sure a lot of managers and scouts and people look at that and think that boy's got a talent he scored 30 goals up there that's not easy dear god what is he doing can he be relied on and it just takes millions off his value I,
1: I just think Looking ahead, I think that's perhaps why England might not be his destination. Yeah. I just, think, I just worry yeah. if the maybe it's just our pole face sort of British temperament that we just, you know, we, oh God, what's what's he up to? Look at this quiet. hot head. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I just wonder if you know perhaps going somewhere where, you know, the temperaments are a wee bit more fiery. That that yeah. may, uh, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Um, maybe somewhere that suits him a wee bit better. Mm.
0: I think as well the physicality in his game. If he was to go to somewhere like Spain, he would stand out even more because down south they've got six foot four centre and a half so all over the place in Spain they're more about playing the ball out from the back they're less mm-hmm. physical uh, and he might go in there like a bull in a china shop and just literally wreck defenders yeah. knock them about all over the place and, and make a name for himself um, in terms of <coughs> Andy if Rangers do get that um, big money bid that comes in where do you think they'll be looking to spend first and foremost? I, it's obvious to me that they will probably go back to Liverpool and take a couple of youngsters. If you look mm. at what they did last season, you think about Gerard's links to the club. Somebody like Ben Woodburn, who's been linked over and over again, would seem like a kind of no-brainer for both Rangers and Liverpool when they look at the development of Ryan Ken. Is that what the kind of place that you would expect them to go shopping, or if they've got that big wad, do well, they go elsewhere? No, I think if it's all about value. I mean, if if they think that the Gerard link
1: gets them a discount essentially on the best of Liverpool's youngsters then I think they would be silly not to make the most of that but in the days Liverpool are a business when I mean, we hear people talking about you know might, might Rangers get a wee turn on, on Kent if they're looking for as the reported figures are £12 million the Rangers won't get a chance <laughs> you know most Rangers could offer maybe four or five at a push they're not going to write off £7 million just because Stevie G's their ex-captain. It's just not going to happen. They're a business. They've got their own, you know, interest to, to try and follow and fulfil. So that's not going to happen. If um, it means they can get some guys up and loan and they don't have to pay quite a big as, as big a fee as other clubs might have to in order to get them up, that that might help. If they don't have to pay the same sort of level of uh, wages, that might help them. But, no, I think uh, if Rangers... I think there's a, another thing to say. If you if you want to get, try and replace what Morales is giving you this season, is it is going for a kid the best way about it? I mean, I know else came here when he was young, but he was playing first team football in a, a league that probably isn't too dissimilar to the standard what you're getting in Scotland. So, do Rangers really want to go out and try and replace what is proven to be a proven goal scorer with with somebody? Who, totally untested. I'm not sure that's the the avenue they'll go down. I think they'll look to get somebody who's who's at least got a little bit
0: of pedigree about them. Kyle Lafferty's still there. (laughs) 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 Right, we're going to move on on that uh, to Dundee United. The owner, Mark Ogden, was uh, back in Dundee to watch his side beat uh, Inverness Cali Thistle and uh, has been talking to people in the press um, with regards to his investment in the club. And Dundee United certainly look like uh, Jules, that they are on an upward trajectory they've signed a lot of players in January they've uh, backed their boss uh, Robbie Nielsen and they're going up against the St Mirren side who they've already beaten in a cup competition this year do you place them as favourites especially for this home game against (laughs) uh, uh, this home game in (laughs) Paradise on Thursday
2: Um, it's a very very hard one to call I think Um, obviously they're at home at the first leg Uh, as you said they did beat St Mirren um, but St. Mirren have had a really good end to their season. Um, they've, they've been really, they've been playing very well towards the end of it. They've got a bit of momentum behind them. Their heads are up. Um, it's really tight. I think there's a bit of belief in the United side at the moment. It's kind of they've been was it three three seasons have been down there. I think yeah, I um, something like that. But there just is a kind of feeling. And I was spoke to the DID fans about this, and it was kind of confirmed that they've kind of. They kind of expected to be after the first time they didn't go up. There was an expectation of right. We're kind of here at the moment, but they sort of feeling of this is the one. This is the time they're going to do it. They've got this sort of you know wind behind them. Um, I think it's they're not they're not the favourites. I would say, but I can really go either way. I think, and I'd be
0: surprised. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they go up. For, I would imagine Dundee United for me are the favourites, but perhaps Jules is right. Perhaps I'm over. Emphasising the fact that Dundee United are one of the big names in Scottish mm-hmm. football, Andy. I don't know what you think. Well, I saw St mum on Saturday up at, at Dens, and they were
1: pretty hopeless for the first half. They put in a, a, a second striker at half time, and with Dundee being um, man down after down the day, Kamseil selling off his final game. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, Not for that, no. Day. No, it wasn't. <laughs> he, he had a wee sort of rice smile when he only came in afterwards, but it was pretty ironic. But he got set off, but. Um, no, I think it's too close to call I really think it's a really tight game I yeah. mean it's it's an unusual one in the sense that usually if you're the team that finishes 11th you've had a pretty crappy season and you're having you're, you're going in with no momentum mm-hmm. but you know they're undefeated in 6 they've only lost 3 games since they last played United in February they're in pretty decent form and you just wonder you know if Kearnade perhaps if they went with Kearney initially in the summer, instead of going with Stubbs, where they yeah. actually might have finished this yeah. season. Yeah. Um, so I think it's tight. I think it's you know, someone on a team that um, got a wee bit of momentum about them will be. I think there's probably pressures more United more. I think you know as yeah. much as you know, someone on the Premiership team traditionally a Euro club. United are one of Scotland's biggest clubs. They're. Yeah. they're <laughs> If they have another season down there, I know that Mark ogden has been suggesting, oh, it's not going to make any difference to us in terms of our plan for the club. But uh, you know, it's, a, it's such a huge differential in, in terms of the money available when you when you're in that championship compared to the Premiership. Then it's it, the pressure really is on Robbie Nielsen to get his team promoted this time because if they've got you know they've got plans to, to sort of you know develop the club and bring it on a step, then they really like to be in the premiership where the the TV money allows them to sort of make the most of those plans
0: yeah shades of maybe when Rangers uh, under uh, Stuart McCall were in the playoffs (coughs) playing against Motherwell (coughs) Rangers still had a plan for the following season Mm -hmm. get Mark Warburton in demolish that league go straight back up Um, does it feel Rangers at the time were under new ownership of course Mm -hmm. does it feel quite similar in that regard because it's another big club in that league new ownership having a tilt to it but Aware that they might have to go through another season at that level.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think there's always an element of sort of managing expectations here because obviously the pressure is huge. And as we said, you know Dundee United are one of Scotland's best clubs. They're a, they're a, they're a in Scotland speaking. They're a huge side and big support. Um, they're, a, they're a top flight club You know what I mean And they always have been and they, and they shouldn't And obviously nobody's got a right To be in the top flight forever But if a team like that goes down You expect them to back up It's been three seasons And a fourth season I mean if they don't Back up this season they end up thinking Well when do they come back yeah. And that's going to be In the back of every one Of their minds And I don't care As much as we've written About the day Saying no we're managing The pressure And we've got plans For both these things They're all be bricking it Of course they will Imagine, imagine they arse this up And they don't go up again It'll be a nightmare. I mean, I think the fans get will... Some get some Dundee Derbies. Get some Dundee Yeah, We'll look forward to that. I actually that wonder way. if, you know, the
1: United fans might prefer that next year because if they do come up, lately, who does it, they'll, they'll probably have a... They'll be bottom six in any case. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on the
0: level of investment this guy's going to pump in. I mean, he's already yeah, showing... Plan, plan he is. That he's, he's got some financial nous? to mm-hmm. the fact they've mm-hmm. been able to attract somebody like, um, like uh, uh, So. Osmond yeah, yeah, So. Osmond um, So. Yeah. I mean, he was a one million pound player a couple of years back. Plenty of China although that's uh, <laughs> that's the belly dollars again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, I suppose um, what it'll come down to in the end is uh, is fine margins. It's always the case in these playoff games. Very rare that there's one side dominates. They're often real scraps. So. <laughs> Another game like that, Jules?
2: I think so. I think both legs are going to be a bit of a attrition. Um there's a, there's a lot of pressure. Obviously for the team at Come Elevens, you know, they're trying not to go down because as well as you know, that's the thing. If they go down here again when they get him back up, you know, so they know it's kinda you know, a really, really big deal. And to the United they've got a similar but different pressure as well. So I think it's going to be hard fought. I'm not expecting good football or anything like that it's going to be a really tough game but hard, hard, hard to predict I think
1: I've covered a lot of these games over the last few years and very seldom are they actually <laughs> great <laughs> no, watches no, no. you know, the nerves play a part just, you know, you know, both te- I, I, I suppose it's interesting it's not like the English playoffs where it's all aspirational, you're trying mm-hmm. to get up. Yeah. One side you've got that aspiration, the other side you've got this utter fear of, of getting relegated. And yeah. I suppose with United now, you've also got that added fear of, well, if we don't go up, as you say, another fourth season in the, in the Championship. Oh. So it's going to be tense and it'll be, you know... There's something fascinating in that sense but in terms of the pure beauty of football no, I don't no, think it' will see much totally of that I think, I think most,
0: most neutrals will be wanting to see Dundee United go up just because what they bring in terms of travel and support in terms of glamour you know Dundee United Rangers is going to be a tasty one given what's happened between the two I'm clubs I'm not sure over the, the Rangers support will be cheering <laughs> on Dundee no, United perhaps <laughs> not but certainly Dundee United against Aberdeen the, 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 the new firm mm-hmm. Derby you know there's a lot of interesting games that it throws uh, uh, up if uh, they go I up I think generally if you're talking about wanting to Promote
1: and sell Scottish football, then you won't have your biggest teams. In mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think you can make an argument that St. Mirren, I've added to Scottish football over the last, you know, say 10, 15 years when they've been up. I think that people would rather, you know, many would probably rather see Hamilton, likes a Hamilton go back down. But they've done their usual <laughs> miracle escape act, <laughs> yeah. and here we have got them for I think it's a sixth season in a row. So they're there in merit, St. Mirren need to fight their way out of this. United need to prove themselves
0: that they're capable of getting promoted at last. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be fascinating. Okay, well, we're going to move on to some transfer news. Curtis Main, Andy, looks like he's on his way to sign for the Dons. Looks like he's snubbed a move to Craig Levine's hearts. That's (laughs) uh, the tabloid parlance there. Um, Do you think he'd be a good signing for Aberdeen? Do you think he's going to make the move? Uh, I don't have any insight into this, I'm afraid, Uh, but I think he's
1: somebody that fits the way Derek McInnes likes to play likes to have a physical front man you've seen that over the last couple of years with Sam Cosgrove and who's the other boy that they ah, had Jadon Stockley um, he likes to have somebody that they can basically hit from a long way out <laughs> and <laughs> work their way off of second balls and that sort of stuff so um he hasn't had quite the same season he had his last year. I mean, he was really effective when he came in January, time didn't he? Replace replaced Louis Moult. Yeah. Hasn't quite uh, had the same impact this year. I think if he's
0: always played well in the big games.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing him against uh, the Scottish Cup semi final. Was, Aberde- was that Aberdeen last year in the Scottish Cup semi final? I
0: think yeah, it was, think he it was yeah, yeah. And
1: he was unplayable that day. Yeah. Absolutely unplayable. It was like a, a dog chasing a car. Just anywhere the ball went, he ran after it 100 mile an hour. Didn't give the two Aberdeen centre halves a minute's piece, it was excellent. It surprised you that he hasn't actually really been able to kick on, I suppose they've changed their style a wee bit recently, haven't they, I Don't know if that perhaps suits him uh, his strengths, but you know perhaps you know Aberdeen are getting ready if they think you know, Sam Cosgrove is gonna be interest from him from sort of English lower leagues and then mm-hmm. they might need to get somebody in early doors and if you know, get your, your housing your house in order early then then then,
0: then do it free transfer I and mean, he's got a goal every four games it's uh, 14 goals and 58 so that's a better record than Stevie May who's who's pretty much disappointed while, while he's been at Aberdeen isn't he he has
2: he has definitely You kind of I don't know I wouldn't say I had high hopes for him but I think he'd expect him to push on a bit more than he actually has you um, just feel from injury right. I mean, it's I just do. absolutely
1: sort of destroyed yeah. any sort of dynamic impact yeah, that he, he, he was capable of making at St yeah. Johnston so it, quick yeah, wasn't yeah. He? Uh, just uh, over 2, 3, 4, 5 yards just absolutely electric and he, that wee spark's missing from his game now yeah. and I think he, you just see him snatching at things now mm-hmm. he's, he's he knows he's not get that wee burst of pace to get away from somebody so he, he tries to stay, take, take shots on earlier and earlier and you mm-hmm. saw the one I think he had one at the weekend there that yeah. didn't as much go out for a throwing. I almost went for a, yeah. a, a corner kick at the end. Yeah.
0: I was surprised it made the highlights. <laughs> I'm sitting watching sports. And I'm like, why on earth are they showing this?
1: It was that bad. It was know. like a low light. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It, was like, yeah. it was like it was like there was a sort of not an Aberdeen fan, but an, an Aberdeen uh, troll. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on the on the editing uh, board there on, for that on the C-ball cam. <laughs> Um, one last transfer story before we call time on this is uh, more links for Olivier and Cham uh, back to Porto. Now, there was talk of a £14 million move in January. Uh, Brendan Rodgers didn't seem to want that to happen. Uh, personally, I looked at that and thought £14 million for Encham was a, a, a really good deal for Celtic. A bit like Boyata, I thought £9 million from Fulham was a good deal. They didn't take it, and today there's reports that he's potentially... Going to go if he goes for for a lot less than that fourteen million, Jules. Yeah, that's, I mean
2: that's supposedly it's twice. Porto in with fourteen million, uh, once in the summer and once in January, not back both times, and now they're they're back. Uh, you know, the smirking, saying we'll give you seven. I um, suppose the thing is, you look at the season um, the Champs had. You know, And he's not really played, he's not really kicked a ball for Celtic in months and months. And I can't remember the last time when he actually... He actually yeah, it was played. actually good
1: against Hearts. I thought the old firm game back in September, he mm-hmm. yeah, gave the Rangers midfield an absolute oh, run around that day. Totally, yeah.
2: absolutely. and that's yeah. pretty much his last year. And, and same as the season before, but the, he, he did it game in, game out. And then since that game at Ibrox, the, it was the Ibrox the, one? The game in December,
1: he was... As bad as he was aye, good that day, aye, so aye. that shows you the two sides of the guy. Yeah. But I mean, when he first came in, he looked a real player. It's just a, I suppose, you know, there's suggestions that obviously it was when when Nembelly gets sort of let's say mocked about when mm-hmm. you know he was made to sort of wait for his move and he'd been promised his and didn't get it and it seemed to be that. Uh, he's taken a huff a wee bit that's the yeah. way it looks from the outside in any case anyway and he's, he's, he's it's affected his performances which is a shame because he was in, you know looked to be a really good foil with yep. Brown and even when McGregor dropped back in there
2: they looked to have a, yeah. a good partnership yeah definitely I, th- I think it's going of it seems to be still the, the fallout from the whole Dembele and, and Beata as well and that, that whole thing I mean, but you can tell he's, he's, he's unsettled he's, you know, he's a top quality player he was, he was improving because he's still quite young and he's just not been at the races for for quite some time. And hence, obviously, they're giving me a lower bid for him. And you can't really argue. Because 14 million, even as good as he was then, 14 million, Adam, I'm like, yep, okay, I have that.
0: I don't know, know if it's something about French players at Celtic Park, but both him and Eduard, to me, look like Rolls-Royces of players. Mm-hmm. But they also look like guys that, when they're playing against the St Mirans and the Hamiltons of this world, just sort of go, oh... I can't be doing with that. <laughs> <laughs> could be doing with being on a beach somewhere, or you know, somewhere else, anywhere make, but here. Yeah, um, but being both of them clearly class acts, and, mm-hmm. and and perhaps you know they're they're, they're of a talent level that's maybe too good for Scottish football it's, it's, at it's times.
1: A bit about the Scottish game. I mean, it's an acquired taste. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a reason why Scottish crowds will cheer a, a 50-50 50 sliding tackle sort of thing. You know, yeah. it's we enjoy perhaps the the less technical aspects of the game just as much as we do a good, you know, Cruyff turn or a strike mm-hmm. for 40 yards, I mean, and if you're not built that way, if, you, if it's not if that's not your game, then I suppose it can be hard to sort of get yourself motivated for, for the week in, week out when you know it's going to be a battle, you know, you're going to get yourself smashed about a couple of times, and yeah. you know, especially if it's on one of these dodgy AstroTurf surfaces Indeed. and <laughs> You know, if you're if you're not up for it, then is up. Yeah,
2: I think the most thing was Nicham was up for it last season. That's the thing because he is a bit of a big unit himself. He was perfectly up for those fifty fifties. He was up for the, the hard work. He was up for getting the digs, and he was fine. As this season, all all that stuff, his game's just gone. I mean, that, that's the issue. There, there was a
0: really telling point from Brendan Rogers, Andy, and I've, I've I've brought this up on the podcast a few times, but for me, not enough has been made of it. He, he mentioned discontent in the camp I think after the Rangers game there's been discontent in the camp and I wonder if this is the kind of thing that he's he's talking about players not getting moves when perhaps they thought they might get moved on if a certain level of finance was in place That is the difficulty that
1: being manager of Celtic or or indeed Rangers you're always going to have if you're bringing in these young guys and selling a vision come give me a couple of years and then we'll move you on to a bigger club and we'll help you progress your career if they think they're ahead of the curve they're only going to they're going to want to go early and if you're thinking you've planned them now I want you for two years or three years um, it's the difficulty is that you obviously believe in these guys that's the reason you're bringing them in but if they want to start making tracks and, and getting on with their own career it's you know trying to placate them enough t- to hang around whilst you get your own team sorted or get
0: replacements lined up that can, be, that can be troublesome. Okay, well, we're going to call it a day there. That's all from us today. We'll be back tomorrow before 4pm, just in time to make your daily commute that little bit more bearable. You can get more from us at the Football Scotland website or our social media channels on Facebook and Twitter at Football underscore Scott. To ask a question or make a comment to us individually, you can give me Pelters on at Johnny R. McFarlane. Uh, you can give Andy Pelters at... Andy Newport PA. And Jules, your... Captain underscore howdy, no pertlers please (laughs) Until tomorrow, thanks for listening